is Elizabeth from the Small Business Growth Club. And today the podcast is going to be slightly different because as you all know, normally it is me interviewing our small business owners about their journeys and the steps they've taken to grow their business. Well, today I'm delighted to have Rob Harris, who you know that has featured in one of our small business stories so far, because he's already told us about his small business story. And Rob has agreed now to turn the tables on me. And so I can tell you about my small business story, because it's all right me interviewing all you guests about your small business stories, but I should share my business story with you. So thank you, Rob. Thank you for agreeing to do this and and being the question master and asking me Mm. about my business. So thank you very much for doing this for me. You're most welcome, Elizabeth. It's a joy to do it. And it's always interesting, isn't it? I love asking people, why on earth did you start this business? How did I, I mean, I mean, what drove you to it? I mean, it must be some kind of madness, but I mean, all the problems we have with a small business. So when you first started your, your actual business, Elizabeth, did you look ahead and see the snags, the problems, or did you just think it will be a big dream and wonderful? I have to be honest, I thought we'd be a big dream and wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I've learned many lessons along the way, which I hope to share with some of those lessons yeah. that I've learned tonight. I've sort of been on a bit of a roller coaster in my business. Yes. And um, I just a bit about my background. So I was in the banking sector for about nine years. I worked in the city. Oh, right. And then I decided I met my my husband. And we decided we're going to come away from London completely. Right. And we are we moved up to lovely Northamptonshire. And I for me, it's a hidden gem, Northamptonshire. Wow. And I wouldn't want to go back now to, to London. I like to go back and visit, but you know, we found our, our home for the yeah. rest of our lives. Lovely. So who um, needs Monte Carlo when you've got Northampton, Annie? Oh, it's lovely. Oh, exactly. Oh, so really Am I hearing that you started your business because you had a dream? I didn't, actually. I fell into running a business quite by accident. Because ah. after we moved up to Northamptonshire, I wasn't sure what I uh, I wanted to do, like job-wise. So I started my marketing exams. Ah. And um, through that studying, I landed a job in the charity sector. So I was a fundraiser. Oh, yes. Okay. And so then I did 15 years in the charity sector. Um, like a prison sentence there, actually. I did 15 years. Um, was it that bad? It wasn't bad, but because yeah. obviously when you start fundraising and you start to do bigger and better things, the expectation goes up and up. And after 15 years, what happened was I did a, I organised a big, massive bike event from Budapest to Vienna. Wow. And we were driving, because I, I worked at a disability charity. Yes. And we were driving back the disability vehicle from Vienna. I was with my husband. Wow. And my husband turned around and said, Elizabeth, you're so down in the dumps. And I just oh. went, I, I think I've just had enough now. Okay. And I think I was very burnt out, but I didn't mm. know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. Mm. And then when I got back off this trip, another lady who worked with me said, let's go out for lunch. And we went out to lunch together. And then she said, Elizabeth, have you ever thought about doing a virtual assistance business? Wow. So I said, well, I had looked at it a few, like about the five to seven years before that, but I just didn't have the confidence to do it. Okay. So Mm. that started the ball rolling. So we started a partnership. I made a decision. One of the things I 
think that you need to do is if you're going to start a business, I know obviously I was employed when we started that business. I had a date in mind when I was going to finish work because the two were going to not go in hand in hand. And it was interesting, really. I set my self date of the 31st of December. I was going to leave my job. We started the business on the 10th of June and we were getting close to that December. And I thought, I'm going to have so much time when I leave work. I can, you know, I can do this. I can probably even do a bit of, like, get a bit of a work-life balance. Oh, Oh, no. First of January, I suddenly thought, oh, I'm not being paid anymore. I I need to earn money. Mm. So those next six months was the scariest. Yes, I'm sure. My life. I'm sure. I'm sure. We went through, unfortunately, we went through a partnership disillusion because it didn't quite work out. So then in the April, I started admin and more, more as a sole trader. Right. How many years ago was this, Elizabeth? So we're coming up to our five-year anniversary on the first Five years? Well, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. So that first year, I was in a partnership. But on the 1st of April, 2017, I mm. went alone. My partner decided to go back to employment. She didn't really yeah. like the self-employment. Okay. Oh, boy, <laughs> you work hard. I thought I worked hard in the charity sector. Until I started running my own business. And boy, do you work hard. Mm, yeah, you certainly do. You certainly so do. That's our, that, that's our journey. And obviously today now we're sitting, as you say, nearly five years on with a couple of employees. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we've grown the business. And I think that's why I want to give back to other business owners about some of the things that have happened along the journey. Things that you've learned along the way. Yeah, yeah, yes. uh, absolutely. So... You, you've gone through some very difficult times, but some exciting times too, I suppose. So yeah. what, there, there were times when you got some bigger contracts and you thought you'd made it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. Were, I think it was about building the business. But mm. even when I started back in that April, it, in the first month of trading, I'd taken on a client and then unfortunately they didn't pay us. And that mm. was scariest going through Yeah, but there was a big lesson that I learned from that, that I, I let it consume me that, that this right. person hadn't paid. Right, yes, yes. It, I let it consume me. I took my eye totally off the ball for about a month because mm. it took over. And then I lost other business that I could have won. So yeah. I ended up a few months later having a really quiet month. And I knew that was because I took my eye yes. off the ball. So. Yes. My biggest advice on that is, yes, it hurts when someone owes you money, especially for work that you've done, you've worked really hard, but try and balance that out because if it consumes you, you take your eye off your ball totally in your business. Mm. Um, We've done things, yeah, we've learned which clients that we want to work with. We've done lots of analysis around that. And then in the last year with COVID, obviously when that hit, that was the most frightening time. I think that's the most frightening time I hit because, we just didn't mm. know what to expect. But thankfully, because we're virtual, we've been able to grow with clients. And we've grown. We are now working with companies a lot more than one-man bands. So right. we've seen a lot of change in my five years. And I've learned a lot of lessons. And um, I have to say, after five years now, I'm in a place where I feel comfortable and I love working my business. But we've had some mm. long days and long nights sometimes. I'm sure. So, Elizabeth, I think it's interesting listening to the way you've grown and the struggles along the way and the, the confidence battles, perhaps, and the, the people that don't pay and all the rest of it, you know. 
how has all that changed? If I was to ask your husband, <laughs> you know, how has all this changed Elizabeth as a person? What would he say, do you think? I think he would say, especially when he first met me, that I was very much a yes person. And I would say yes to everything. And there's two things that have happened since I've started the business. And I, I, this, this might sound weird, but I always like to be liked by everyone. Sure. And I used to go out of my way to try and please people to make that happen. I've realized now you can't always make that happen. Mm. And so I'm mm. not so open to saying yes all the time and volunteer for stuff. I will always try and help my clients. I'm not saying that, but I don't say yes so readily. I'm just a bit more wary. And another thing I do is I think it's okay to turn around and say, yeah, you don't like someone. Mm. You don't like working with someone. Mm. Because I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned, especially in the last few years, is we've set up our businesses to enjoy it. And if people are going to cause you stress and, you know, anxiety, and then you start not to sleep at night and things like that, Mm. then why are you in business if you're not enjoying it? So if you have those situations, do you say, do you really want that person as a client? Because they could be more suited to someone else's personality. So I'm not saying that different people have different personalities and different personalities gel. And I, I've learned that some ways in the hard way. So now I really look about who like, I work with now just to see that they gel with us and just gel with the rest of the team. So um, that's one of the biggest lessons <clears throat> that I've learned in business. Yeah. So let's just suppose for a minute that a business came along to you and you met the directors or the board or whatever, and, um, you know, it was a big contract. But you 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 didn't feel you really gelled with the people. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the contract was would be enough to provide your gross turnover in your business now all over again. Yeah, yeah. What then? Okay. My biggest lesson that I've learned in this is when I'm talking to someone, I need to go with my gut feeling. Your okay. gut feeling tells you a lot about yourself, about the people around you. And I've learned now, if my gut's saying there's something not quite right here, then I would walk away from that contract because I know what would happen is I would end up start getting stressed about things and then the pressure would mount and then it it would just it just makes for a very unhappy working environment. So yeah. if that happened, I would walk away. But equally, another lesson that I've learned, it sounds if I've just learned loads of lessons and I have. Yeah. But when I when I came when I started a business, I always thought how you measured the success of your business was how much money that you're making, uh-huh. right? And that was how you told you you would you told people how well you were doing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my business is really profitable. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I have realised that it's not about that. And I've read like the four hour work week that totally <laughs> changed my mindset. That actually. Yeah. It is about being happy in your work. So no amount of money. Yes, of course, we need to make money to run our businesses. Yeah. But you need to be happy with what you're doing. Sure. And by being happy, you will generate more money. Yeah. And I can absolutely say that works. I'm sure you're right. I mean, I think a lot of people would say, wouldn't they, that in any business, do the things you enjoy doing 
because those are the things that you will do best. Yes. Um, and and give everybody, give everybody else the things you don't like doing. Yeah. So could you you could apply that to who you work for and who you don't? Couldn't you? I think in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Rob. As you know, I work with you, Rob. We help you with your app. So I think I've been working with you for four years. Yeah, must and be. Look, must and, be. and what I like about and and the, and you're the type of client I like to work with because mm. we've gone through with you on a journey. Yeah. business and look how you're growing especially in yes. the last year how well you're doing absolutely and mm. how you see and that's amazing because we're part and parcel of that like yeah, absolutely so you certainly are absolutely yes to do it yes and so i feel much better about that and i think mm. that's why i like to work with growing businesses and obviously with the small business growth club for example we're trying to give some of that knowledge back to people yeah. About some of the pitfalls that we've had, and hopefully they won't make that themselves. So, because there is a lot to learn, as we a lot of our guests say when they come on, you are everything, aren't you? You are mm. accounts, your mm. marketing, your sales. Mm. You've got to do it all. Mm. And it's, you've got mm. to learn how to do that properly. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. So, I often, I'm always intrigued as well with business people when they're working on their own and they've, you know, where does the inner strength come from? When it all looks black and difficult, an uphill battle, you've got to find, where, is the inner strength from within yourself or is it from outside of yourself? What, what, what is it that, that you can rest as a kind of foundation, do you think? I think if we've had some bad days in the business, mm. one thing I do is I try and give myself space. Yep. You know, there are times you're going to make mistakes and it is going to affect your client. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, it's how you deal with those mistakes. It's whether you learn from those mistakes, as long as yes. you don't keep doing them. <clears throat> but I found that if I have, I'm the type of person that if I an issue has been found, I will work either during the night, if it means it, to get that issue sorted. Sure. But then after that, I will take a step back and I probably go a little bit into myself and then yeah. think, well, how can we do this better? And mm. I'll take about probably three to four days just to just sort of hide away a little bit. I'll sit yeah. in the office on, on yeah. my own and, yeah. um, and just work out why that went a bit wrong. And then we are putting steps so it doesn't happen again. Mm. Mm. So I think okay. sometimes, it, sometimes it has taken me a while to get over things, but it's having that space just to get yourself back in the game and, you know, the headspace that you can, like, you know, treat your clients as they should be, sort issues out. Mm. And then you can, it builds you stronger. And then those days get farther and farther between. Mm. Okay. That, that sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Let's move away from that a little bit. I mean, how have you marketed you? How have you advertised and marketed you? How has that grown, side of it grown? Well, when mm. we first started the business, I was just networking morning, noon, and night. And that's how we built the business up in the first couple of years. I think we're in a really lucky position now because I would say COVID has sort of turned networking on its head a bit. We used to do tons of face-to-face networking. And so that would be a lot of time sort of out of the office. And I think COVID has made us realise how much time you spend on face-to-face networking. So as yeah. we're sort of now, as we've recorded this, we're going to come out, hopefully, uh, we're coming out of the COVID. I don't think I'd ever go back to face-to-face networking. I would stay online. Really? Really? It's mm. because of the time it saves. But mm. we also don't, this might sound big-headed, and I don't mean it to come across like that, but we don't need to network as much because 
we've created relationships with like um, I'm a member of the Society of Virtual Assistants and we're getting leads through there. We're getting through LinkedIn. So now the way we're getting our leads has completely changed. And so networking probably isn't as key to us as it was in the beginning. I would say if you're definitely a new business owner, if you've got that type of business, then the biggest thing you can do is go out networking. And Rob, you're a big networker, aren't you? Would you agree with that analogy? Yes, I would. I mean, I'm even seeing, I'm finding now that business has taken off so much that I've got a big question mark. If I've not been networking for about three weeks at least, mm. hardly anyway, which is very unusual for me. But this is, I think um, one of the things that I found in life in general is that business can build simply because you are still there. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, so five years is a good marker for you, I think. So well done. That's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. Um, you, you have a website. I yeah. get the feeling that your website's quite active. I mean, what percentage of your business do you think has come in because of your website rather than your networking? I would say now my website brings in a 70% of our business. Really? And okay. We went through, at the beginning of COVID, obviously, everyone didn't know what to do and it went very quiet in the business so one of the things I did is I totally revamped our website mm. so in both the small business growth club and admin more and I'd done a course six figure your website so that taught me what I needed to put on my home pages so I needed to do a blog like at least once a month and using google analytics now and this was a big thing for me I could see where everyone was going on the website. So a huge, a huge stream of people coming to my website go on my blog article about effective meetings. Really? And at the time, I didn't have any calls to action on my blog at all. I just wrote the blog, published it on my website. So in lockdown, at the beginning of the lockdown, I went in and all my blog articles, I put a call to action on. And that's just helped people stay on my website and just interact more with our services and we probably get an inquiry once a month from our website now where that wasn't happening in the past so I think there's little things that you can do in your business Mm. to actually just make you a bit more marketable without having to go out networking and stuff because you can take advantage of like google and bits and pieces like that and we've really seen an uptake in the traffic in our um, website and we track where we can see where they're coming through from and what they're landing on. Okay, I don't want to go too deep to this because it'll take time, but very, I think um, listeners would like to know probably, how do you attract people to read your blog? I think you've got to put interesting articles about what you do. So, for example, obviously we're a virtual assistant business, but and obviously we've got the Small Business Growth Club. So two very different subjects. So on our Admin and More page, we will publish blogs about how to do different things in your admin. So, for example, how to write better email newsletters, because we do a lot of that. Why you should have a CRM in your business. So we will C- give you a lot. C- I'm sorry, uh, a CRM? A customer relationship. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. So why well you need one of those in your business to grow your business. So <laughs> on that side, we're very practical about all the things. So a taking minutes effectively uh, to, to run a meeting so it's a very practical blog stuff on the small business growth club side 
we publish blogs of things you need to be mindful of when growing your business. Mm. They're very different subject matter. But if you can, in your blogs, if you can give people some hints and tips and some guidance on how to do something yeah. in like what you're selling. So, for example, Rob, I'm just thinking off the top of your head, it could just be a guide to just basic investments, for example. Yeah. So you're educating people and yeah. you're drawing people in. And that's where we found it's really effective. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, so so here's an interesting question. Then I think Elizabeth, you know, we all you you have many challenges in breaking through your five year period, which is great that you really really good you've done that. You know, so many businesses collapse in the first year, two, three years. So to be there after five years, you've achieved a lot already, haven't you? Really. But okay, what's been the biggest challenge? What what you know? How have you had to to to, to climb the mountains of businesses who were What's the biggest challenge? I think I've tried to gallop sometimes before I could walk. So I probably in in about year two or three, I thought the whole point I'm doing this is so I can grow and grow and grow and grow, bring on staff to help us. Yeah. I realised that's the the wrong thing. You need to grow gradually because I did take a risk and I took on staff and stuff and it's the most scariest thing when you know that you're responsible for paying people paying wages, yeah. and stuff like that. And that's really scary. Mm. So now every decision, I, I've done sort of a coaching program in the last year that's helped me work out, is this the right time to grow? Or yeah. what do I need to do to get to grow? And because now I analyze like all parts of my business, like my financial side, like the leads that we're getting in, the sales that we're converting and using all that information now, I feel as if I've got a much better handle on my business. But I didn't have that in the beginning and just putting little simple things in like checking your profit and loss and checking, like having a lead system, checking your sale, just putting those little bits in, turns those challenges into positives because you can then yeah. grow your business, but mm. at the right pace and not mm. going too fast. Mm. Okay, I love that's good. Okay, so I mean, I you know, people often say, ask the question, are you working in your business or on your business? Is your business consuming you? Is your business, is your business consuming your life, or is your business serving your life? Shall we say? Yeah. So if we were having this interview in five years' time, Elizabeth, what do you think we'd be talking about? What would be the difference? What what would have happened in that that, that next five-year period? I would have probably taken a more – I want to be a more hands-off person because at the moment I am fully in my business. And one of my goals that I want to do is step away from it a little bit. Not not totally because – there's clients like you, Rob, of course, that, you know, I'll always continue to work with. But maybe as new ones, new clients come off, give the girls, like the staff, more responsibility, yeah. helping them. Because I know I'm missing out on huge opportunities at the moment in terms of some there's some marketing stuff that I'd like to work on. Lots of ideas. I, I, I often sit here with especially if I'm doing like a data mm. job or a bookkeeping job. Mm. And I've got ideas swirling around in my head. Mm. And one of those things I had to do was say, stop, you can't do all those ideas at the moment. Write it down. So I've got like a big book of stuff that I want to do. Well, I'm sure you have, yeah. And I, I want the opportunity mm. to be able to do that. So one of my steps, I do need to step away from being in the business all the time 
And then mm. in five years' time, I make the girls laugh in the office because I say, oh, well, I'll just come up. I'll just turn up in my helicopter and walk through the door. <laughs> just make Love sure it. Love it. Yeah. Stuff. No. Um, <laughs> so I just want to make sure that I empower my staff mm. so they can do the roles and they've got interesting roles so they obviously want to stay with us but that's where we want to take the company so I don't want to be like working five days a week in the business there are other projects that I would like to work on so mm. hopefully in the five mm. years I can make that happen okay good is, is there anything else you'd like to add Although perhaps we'll come to the end of the it's been so interesting to listen to listen to your pathway and the things that have happened to you. And I think all of us are learning much more about you as a person. And yeah. that's really good. That's really good, I think, really. Anything else you'd like to add before we perhaps come to a close? I just think my biggest piece of advice to anyone is that you've got to enjoy what you're doing and don't get beaten down if because you're gonna have bad days. But you are going to work hard. I see so many people who think they can just set up a business and then say, right, I'm going to work two days a week. That's I'm going to set my website up and that's all I need to do to market my business and stuff. But it doesn't work like that. No. You work very, very hard. Mm. And if you're willing to put in that hard work, then you will you will reap the benefits. And so I think you've got to have the right attitude to run your business. And if you put your all in, then it will reap rewards in the end. But it might not seem so in those first two years. (laughs) There are days when you think, why have I done this? (laughs) Where am I? Yes, I know. I think we've all been through that. Elizabeth, thank you so much. It's been really good just to hear what you say and get a feel more of of the person of Elizabeth Wright. So uh, thanks for sharing all that with us. Oh, no, thank you, Rob, for taking the time to uh, interview me today. Oh, it's been really interesting, Elizabeth. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Well done. Well done indeed. Thank you, thank Rob. Thank you so much. No, thank you. That's fine. So now I've told my story. If the listeners like what you hear and you would like to join us in the Small Business Growth Club, then please do um, click on the link and sign up. It's £15 a month to sign up to the Small Business Growth Club. We give you a monthly networking group that you can come and meet the other members. We have a monthly theme that we send out to you that you can look at and it gives you some hints and tips how to grow your business. And we also have some business basics training that you can access, all for just £15 a month. I think it's great value. Wow. And thank you, Rob, for interviewing me um, in this podcast. And obviously, we will be returning to our normal small business stories with our other business owners in the coming weeks. So thank you very much. Oh, 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 oh,